Good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, June the 18th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. It's me, your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we're really happy you've decided to drop in and listen in with us as we study to God's Word today for about an hour. Last week, Pastor did... An episode on Proverbs 3, Rules for Life, um, and explained to us some of the the negative aspects of living the Christian life, some of the pitfalls and whatnot. And and, uh, this morning, uh, he's going to concentrate on the positive, the more positive aspects of living the Christian life. And so he's decided to entitle this, Living the Positive. Christian life. So without further ado, Pastor Dick, uh, how do we live the positive Christian life? Well, um, the epistle of 1 Peter chapter 4 tells us exactly. And uh, this will be a three-point message on how to live a Christian life. Um, And uh, I was going through my uh, notes of, of messages that I had preached quite a number of years ago at an evangelical free church in in uh, central Illinois. And uh, I came across this outline, uh, which I had preached years ago, and I think it's always pertinent. And I think I thought I'd follow up last week's message, uh, which we keyed in on the word not. And a lot of times the word not occurred in Proverbs 3. Don't do this, do not do that. And uh, now we're going to talk about, well, what to do. And uh, um, I had uh, I had found this uh, outline and I, uh, I thought this would probably be apropos based on what we did last week. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always, you know, it's always pertinent as to how how we're supposed to live. And so, um, uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, that's where we'll be. 1 Peter chapter 4, how to live. Yeah, and uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 17, uh, the Apostle Paul said, uh, it, it is written that the just shall live by faith. And so First Peter 4 was written, uh, written primarily to Christian people, people who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Proverbs 3 was written to the same people, and, and uh, Proverbs 3 told you what not to do. And, uh, and I think First Peter chapter 4 is, uh, is uh, apropos. We need to tell you now, what to do. First Peter chapter four, get it in your Bibles. First Peter chapter four. By the way, Habakkuk two, four says the same thing in the old Testament, the just shall live by, by, by faith. And so this is for people who are born again, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the way, if you're not a believer in Lord Jesus Christ, um, I, I hope, that by the end of this message, you will have been uh, convicted as to becoming a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter four, verses one through 19. All right. 
Roman numeral one. Here it is. Living in the light of Christ's suffering. Mm. The first verse says, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. All right? And so, and then it goes on. For he that has suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Mm. But the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Wherefore, they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot speaking evil of you. And by the way, if you're a practicing Christian, there's a lot of evil things that people will say about you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking evil of you, who shall give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. How to live. Roman numeral one, uh, we must be living in the light of Christ's sufferings. Um, we said we read about that in these in these verses, especially uh, verse one. Christ lived in the light of Christ. Well, how did Christ suffer? <coughs> well, I'll tell you what. If you read the Gospels, uh, with, uh, in, in in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where it talks about the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ, it, it wasn't that he was just was hung on the cross, but he was accused falsely. Uh, he was um, he was given a crown of thorns uh, because he said he was king. Um, he was beaten uh, by by Pilate uh, under the orders of Pilate. He was beaten on the head with a reed on his way to the cross and they spit on him on his way to the cross and then they nailed him to the cross and he hung there for hours he suffered we tend to forget that he, he also had to endure six false trials uh-huh six yeah so uh, and and he went through the mill i mean he really suffered, and and in every way humanly possible. That's right. So, so yeah, living in the light of Christ's suffering, um, turn to well, look look in First Peter chapter three, if you would please, and we'll look at verse uh, seventeen. It says his says this: for it is better, if the will of God be so, that ye suffer. For well doing than for evil doing, for Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened in the spirit. So, living in the light of Christ's suffering, we see in verse one uh, the 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 way of godliness. We must uh, get our mind tuned in to how Christ suffered. 
and we will suffer and we need to endure that suffering and here's and here's how we do it we do it according to the will of god in verse two um, it says uh, uh that he the, the saved the one who's suffering should uh he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men but to the will of God. And so we should live in the light of Christ's suffering with the way of godliness, how Christ suffered, and then by the will of God. It's it's God's will that we suffer. I I don't personally like that, but I've gone through it. And well, so have you, Curtis. I, I have, but Christ didn't, uh, there was nothing about all the things he went through that he enjoyed. That's, in fact, he prayed in the garden. Let this cup pass from me. If it be possible. If it be possible. Yeah, that's what he said. Who wants to go through this? Yeah. And then and then it says, then it gives you the, the, the walk of the Gentiles in chapters in chapter four, verses three through five. In times past, we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, abominable idolatries. Wow. Of the flesh. Yeah, and so we have to understand that living in the light of Christ's suffering, uh, we have to understand the way of godliness. We have to understand that uh, that for the most part it's of the will of God, uh, and then we need to understand what the walk of the Gentiles and these are unsaved, um, gen, uh, unsaved Gentiles, unsaved people, unsaved people, and then. The, when, if we're living in the light of Christ, suffering, uh, we also need to look at the word of the gospel. And it says this for, for this cause. What cause? For the cause of suffering. For the cause of suffering. Uh, we must walk in the light of Christ's suffering. It says, for, for, for this cause was the gospel. Now, what is the gospel, Curtis? The gospel is the good news of what of what uh, God sent his son to do on our behalf. First Corinthians 15 says it very plainly. Uh, he was he died for our sins. And he was buried and he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. And and that's the gospel, his death, his burial to prove his death and his resurrection to prove he was God. And so we need to, to live uh, in the light of the word of the gospel. I wonder how many of you are getting the gospel to your friends and neighbors, to your family, uh, to a lost and dying world, to your neighbors. Uh, and uh, and uh, are you living that gospel? Can people tell by the way you live in whom you believe? Well, that's all of, that's necessary. Um, we've always tried uh, to be a good neighbor, and we are good neighbors, and we have good neighbors. And uh, uh, there are some people that just moved into uh, the door, the next door to us, that I uh, haven't given the gospel to yet, but I haven't caught them out in the yard yet. Uh, but I will. Uh, I need to live in the light of Christ's suffering, and part of that is the, the, the word of the gospel. We need to get the gospel. Um, 
the uh, the commission to the disciples was to go into every nation and preach the gospel. And so uh, living in the light of Christ's suffering involves living a God a godly life, living according to the will of God, not living in the walk of the Gentiles, but in the word of the gospel. Number two, we need to be living in the light of the end. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Light of the end. In the light of the end. First Peter chapter four, verse seven begins this way. But the end of all things is at hand. Is at hand. You know, we don't know how much time we have left, Curtis. No. Not a one of us. Yeah, it, it it could be 30 seconds. It could be 30 years. We don't know. We really don't. What we do know is what the Bible says. The end of all things is at hand. In other words, at any moment, yeah. we could experience the end of all things. We could. We could. It's starting to look like that now on, on this planet, isn't it? Uh, I'm telling you, let's look at some verses that are pertinent to this. Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verse one. Um, boy, I tell you what, having been a pastor, uh, I, I spent a lot of time in first and second Timothy and Titus. But second Timothy chapter three, verse one says this. Know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. My goodness. Is it perilous today? I mean, yeah. Jesus said that in in times you shall hear hear wars and rumors of wars. That's been going on for a long time. For quite a while, which which tells me that we are specifically in um, the end times. Uh, So, uh, and uh, uh, look look at Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 2, it said, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past to the, uh, uh, through the prophets, hath in these last days. Now, that book was written by the Apostle Paul back in the first century A.D. And he knew that we were in these last He hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom he also made the worlds. Look at Second Peter, three, three. Second Peter, three, three. I'll I'll give you time to turn there because I have to take time to turn there. It says this, knowing this first. Oh, let's let's go back to verse one. The second epistle, beloved, now I write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of the apostles of the Lord and of of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts. And saying, oh, where is the promise of his coming? Oh, my goodness. Since the fathers fell asleep, 
all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God. The heavens were of old and earth standing out of the water and in the water and so on and so forth. And so they cast aspersions. They cast aspersions. Yes. And you heard those questions. If you're a born again Christian, oh, brother. you talk to unsaved people and say, well, well, how come he hasn't come yet? Yeah. How Where come? is he? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, things are all good. Yeah. Things stick, are still the same as they always have been. Stick around, pal. You may see it. Yeah, it, it's, it is imminent. That's right. And so the first thing, uh, living in light of the end, we should live uh, grave, sober. That's what it says. First Does that mean we're not supposed to have any fun, Pastor? No. No. What does it mean? It means to be sound of a sound mind. To take things seriously. That's exactly right. So we need to be sober. Secondly, in verses 8 and 9 of First Peter chapter 4, um, uh, we are to be gracious. I mean, through suffering, through taking the fiery darts of the wicked, we need to be gracious. And above all <coughs> things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover a multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. And so we need to uh, live in the light of the end to be grave, that is sober. We need to be gracious. And we can be if we'll just understand and stay in the word of God and see uh, these things that God says that we should be, how we should live in the light of the end times. So we need to be grave. We need to be gracious. Then verse 10 of first Peter chapter four says this, as every man hath received the gift. And so the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The gospel of John says this. And, and so we who are born again, believers, we who uh, uh, we need to be grave, but we also need to be um, good stewards of the word of God. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. You know, don't just go to church. You need to be a good steward of the word of God, of the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, in your everyday life. He said, even so, Minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. It might be a good idea, Pastor, for you to define what steward is or what it meant in in the Bible. Okay, it might be good for me to do that. Yeah. A steward is an administrator of a household. Okay, so he's... He's the chief cook and bottle washer, basically. Of the faith. Okay, so you work in a union print shop for years. I, I did, I did. Did you guys have a union steward? Oh, yes. What was his or her job? He, to administrate the uh, the rules of that union. Ah, to make sure that you were following the rules of the union and that the company was following the rules. Was following the rules. Oh, that's exactly ah. right. 
Yeah. Okay. So, and so and so you need to be a, a, a good steward of the oh of the manifold grace of God. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation, Titus chapter two eleven, hath appeared unto all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live righteously godly in this present world. And part of that is to be a good steward and be a good minister. And you don't have to be the pastor or the teacher. No, You just have to be a believer. And as a matter of fact, while it is the pastor's job, while it is the job of the evangelist, it's the everyday uh, same mind which is in Christ Jesus who suffered for us to be in us. Yeah, in every born-again believer. And it says this, we're to do this to, to one another as good stewards, and here it is, of the manifold grace of God. Do you know what grace is? What's manifold grace? What's manifold grace it means every aspect of grace, how you, how you appear, mm-hmm. how you live your everyday life, how you behave yourself at the drugstore when they don't have your prescription ready yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, how about that? Yeah. That's right. And, and uh, by the way, how about to the uh, tax collector? Oh, oh, you don't like to pay your taxes? I, my, mine just keep going up and keep going up. So what do I want to do? Do I want to go to the tax collector's office and say, eat dirt, you dirty booger? No, no, no. We should be a good steward of the manifold grace of God, plus or minus nothing that's it so yeah so we're living in the light of the end time and by the way you should do this more and more as you see the day approaching and we see the day approaching and in america around the world times are getting more and more perilous it's being it's more and more dangerous to walk down the street you have to keep your doors locked at night. Some people have uh, have a uh, uh, an alarm in their house. Uh, so, and some people even have a video uh, outside their house. And we know some people that do that, so they can see people. In fact, I know some friends of mine that live in the neighborhood of West Peoria, where I grew up, and where you spent a good part of your life, and they have an alarm a video alarm on their house because they travel in their, in their work. They are, they're salespeople for Amway and you and Nick and Nikki, if you're listening, that I mean you, and you know, I mean that. And you actually, when you were gone one time, uh, got on your, your, your video alarm and it showed you that there was someone walking around your house. Yeah. yeah. And you had to call the police. Yeah. yeah. But, but let me say this, you have to be, in light of these things, a good steward of the manifold grace of God. By the grace of God, that guy uh, didn't get to get into your house, did he? Nope. No. Okay. 
Uh, so we need to be good stewards. Verse 11. Says, I love this verse. I'll tell you why after you read it. Actually. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. Are you teaching this or am I? Well, I'm just I'm if, just commenting on this verse. It's both of us. Okay. <laughs> and then it says this. If any man speak. Oh, dear. You mean I have to watch my tongue? Oh, my goodness. If any man speak. Let him speak as of the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. See, that's what we're doing here. That's why we have a podcast. We're, we're able to do it because God has given us manifold grace in another way other than just standing in a pulpit and it's the last part of this verse okay. is the real reason we have a podcast okay all right you know how important the word that is in, in our english language yes. let me be let me read the first part of that verse again it says if any man speak let him speak as of the oracles of god if any man minister let him do it as of the ability which God has given him. We can only do this because God's given us the ability to do it. And then it says that God. Now here's the purpose. And, it, and this verse tells you how to use your gift. And it says here that God in all things. May be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, whenever somebody asks you as a born-again believer, yeah. uh, well, what's my purpose in life? You take them to this verse right here. Here's your purpose in life. Everything you do, everything you say, needs to be to to bring glory to G, to to God through Jesus Christ who lives in you that's what your purpose in life is is really yeah is to bring glory to God through Jesus let's give you another example and uh, uh, time's running out for this half hour but I'm going to continue here let's say you have a uh, a bumper sticker on your car that that tells people that you're a Christian believer in Christian Oh, brother, when you're going to turn left, you better turn your interior signal on. See, it's simple things like this. Yeah, if it somebody really, cuts you off in traffic. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. And, and your and, middle finger better not be poking off the window. That's right. That's exactly right. He said, uh, it, it, it says that we're to use our gift in a godly manner. And it says, for this reason, um, for this for this reason that we're to glorify God. Let's see. Let's move on. Um, well, let's, 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 I want to, I want to sit on this verse a minute. Okay. I really do. So I'm going to close this half hour and take a break and then come back. Okay. Let's do that. But uh, not, not yet. Just, I'm giving you some examples of stuff. For instance, um, uh, some people live next to a neighbor that never keeps his lawn uh, you know, well, let's go over and give him old Ned, shall we? No, no. 
we have a woman that lives across the back lot from us that has difficulty time with her with her yard and curtis you have uh you have asked her if, if you can help with that and she said no she can do it and there was a time here when she complained about our yard um uh, uh, for some reason, and one of the reasons was we had a tree that needed to be cut down. It was a danger to the power lines. Guess what we did? We cut it down. You see what I mean? This is what this, and 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 we've also witnessed to her. I have anyway. Uh, about uh, I said, well, I'm a Christian, and and uh, I need to do this and that better, and uh, I promise you we will. And and uh, so that's what this verse is talking about. Uh, if any man speak, let him speak as, and you speak with more than just your mouth. You speak with your life, how you live it, how you drive, how you behave in a crowded market where, where you think that the, the, uh, the people are, are holding you up. How, keeping... about, how about on today and today, you gotta be worried about how you, or, or be careful about how you, uh appear or act in social media absolutely and and that's okay. getting and that's getting to be a problem more and more and more time we got one minute pastor if any man speak let him speak or live or have his manner of life to glorify god with the life in what you say how you say it when you say it and why you say it and you say it to glorify God. And in our next, next point, we'll be living a life unashamed. And with that, we'll take a quick break and be back in just a minute.